0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me for tonight's Midweek Moment, and uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a good week. I'm looking forward to teaching tonight. uh, Some good stuff we're going to be looking at tonight in John chapter six. Want to encourage you to share tonight's Midweek. Uh, Whatever platform you're watching on, just go ahead and hit the share button and get as many people hooked up as you possibly can connected to what we're talking about tonight. We are in John chapter six, John chapter six. And uh, if you remember, Jesus fed the multitude. We talked about it last week. After feeding the multitude, we know that he went up to a mountain to escape the crowd. Jesus was never impressed by crowds. He had crowds, but crowds never impressed him. We know in the 17th verse of John chapter six that his disciples got in a boat and they sailed to Capernaum. Uh, They did that without Jesus because he was still up in the mountain. In the 21st verse of John chapter six, a storm came up and obviously they were afraid. They were struggling in the boat out in the middle of, uh, of the Sea of Galilee and Jesus walked out onto the water. You remember the story. He walked out onto the water, scared the daylights out of them. And then Peter said, hey Lord, if that's you, ask me to come out and walk with you. That looks like fun. So Peter got out of the boat and we know the story. He sank. Jesus reached down, pulled him up, rescued him. They got in the boat. He talked to Peter about his lack of faith or wavering faith and then Jesus calmed the storm and got them to the shore. Now, after they had gotten to the shore, crowds accumulated again and they were waiting for him and they started asking him questions. Started asking him questions. You know, when I think of this story, I think about Uh, the movie back in 1992 called A Few Good Men. And in that movie, A Few Good Men, uh, one of the greatest lines in motion picture, certainly modern motion picture history, uh, was the truth. You can handle the truth. I don't know if you saw that movie or not, but two great actors were in the movie. Uh, There was Tom Cruise who played a, a military Uh, attorney or lawyer. And then there was Jack Nicholson who was a colonel and he was on trial. And the conversation in the movie went something like this. Cruz asked, did you order the code red? And immediately the judge said, you don't have to answer that question. And then Jack Nicholson said, I'll answer the question. You want answers? And then Cruz said, yes, I think I'm entitled. And then Jack Nicholson responded and said, you want answers? Cruz said, I want the truth. And then Jack Nicholson said this famous statement, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth. Well, here in this story in John chapter six, we're gonna read about questions. They asked Jesus questions and Jesus gave them the truth but I don't think they were able to handle it. So let's look at the first question, all right? First question, chapter six, verse number 25. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you get here? Now, he could have said, hey, I got here about 20 minutes ago. I got here 45 minutes ago. You know, I saw my guys struggling out there in the Sea of Galilee. And so I decided to walk out on the water, calm down the storm got him safely to the other side. But that's not how he answered. He answered their question with a statement. And we read that statement in verse number 26. Verse number 26, Jesus answered them and said, truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. In other words, I know why you're seeking me. I know why you showed up here in a big crowd because I fed you when you were hungry. You see, they like the people today, want Jesus to feed them, want Jesus to provide a job, want Jesus to give us a raise, want Jesus to give us a new car, want Jesus to protect us and provide for us or heal us. But they really weren't interested in him being their Lord and their savior. So he said, I know why you're here. You're here because you were hungry and I fed you natural food. Now, look at verse number 27. In the 27th verse, it says, do not work for the food which perishes. Jesus said, but for the food which endures for eternal or to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him, the Father God has set his seal. So Jesus is giving them truth. He was saying, you're listening to my teaching, or not listening to my teaching. Apparently you're not because you're again consumed with natural food. You're consumed with material things. You're consumed with the miracles that I'm doing. And yet I'm offering you eternal life. I'm offering you forgiveness. I'm offering you through me a relationship with God the Father. Now notice here that he called himself son of man, son of man. It's interesting to me that Jesus always seemed to avoid titles that, that aspired to the political aspirations that the general public had for him. They wanted him to be the king. They wanted him to be an earthly king that overthrew uh, the Roman government. And Jesus never came for that. He was never into that. So he avoided those kind of titles, but he does call himself the son of God or the son of man. And then, God the Father, he said, set his seal. That's so important, a seal. A seal in biblical times was a sign of ownership or authenticity. A seal verified that something was real and something was authentic. And he was referring, I believe, to the statement that was uttered from heaven when he was baptized in the Jordan River. Do you remember when John baptized him, the voice came from heaven? And God the Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. It was at that moment that that God put his seal on Jesus. It was that moment that God said, this is my Son. So Jesus was saying to them, I am God in the flesh. I am the Son of God. I am the Son of man and heaven stands behind me. So here's the second question. We read it in verse number 28. Therefore they said to him, what shall we do so that we may work the works of God? In other words, they were saying, tell us what we need to do. Tell us how we need to perform. Tell us what religious things we need to do in order for you to do what we want you to do. Because we like your miracle bread and we want you to be our miracle king. So tell us what human effort is necessary to please God. And we know that human effort never comes into earning the grace of God or the forgiveness of God. And look here in the 29th verse. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. In other words, Jesus said, it's not about you performing religious duties. It's not about you jumping through religious hoops. It's about you putting your faith in me. It always, friend, listen, the truth always comes back to Jesus. We have to put our faith in Jesus. Then they asked the third question. We read it in verse number 30. So they said to him, what then do you do for a sign so that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Then they went to the Old Testament. Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness. And as it is written, he gave them bread out of heaven to eat so they talk about this they go back to the event in the old testament when god gave manna to the children of israel and look at his answer in verse number 32 jesus said to them truly truly i say to you it is not moses who has given you the bread out of heaven but it is my father who gives you the true bread of heaven in other words yes it's about bread but it's not about natural bread it's about spiritual bread And then the fourth question, verse number 34. They said to him, Lord, always give us this bread. In other words, Lord, that sounds good. Can you always give us this bread? This I mean, how about every day? Can you provide this for us? And Jesus said in verse number 35, here is the truth, folks, verse 35. He said to them, I am the bread of life and he who comes to me will not hunger and he who believes in me will never thirst." So Jesus is telling them, I am the bread of life. It's not about natural bread. It's not about natural water. It's not about the things that I can do for you physically. Yes, I can handle that stuff, but ultimately it's about you putting your faith in me. He gave them the truth and they couldn't handle the truth. You know why I know that? Because in the 66th verse, it tells us, many left him and followed him no more. Answer the question, Jesus. We want the truth. Hey, he gave them the truth. He answered the questions and they couldn't handle the truth. My friend, the truth is he died for you and me. The truth is he came to give us life and life more abundantly. The truth is that it's not about the natural things. Yes, we have to have natural things, but ultimately it's us taking Jesus as the bread of life who gives us eternal life. I don't know what your relationship is with Jesus. Maybe you have one, maybe you don't, but we are here to help you. We are here to encourage you. And my prayer for you this week is that you will put your faith in Jesus Christ. That is the truth that sets you free. I'll see you next time, have a great week.